beneath us. Um, can you go to John 17, please? The message this morning is called um, Crying Out Abba Father. Crying Out Abba Father. And just a wee question uh, at the outset, do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? If you were going to be speaking at a, at a conference and you were, you were asked to write a short biography of who you are, what would you, what would you include in it? Do you know who you are? I want to tell you about uh, an experience that I had um, a few weeks ago, and I know I've already shared it with, with some of you, but I think it's relevant for today. A few Monday mornings ago at about four in the morning, I woke up and I felt a deep grief in my belly and uh, an overwhelming sadness and I just began to cry. I was crying in my sleep and I cried and cried and I couldn't stop and it got louder and louder. David was awake starting to think what is going on here and it just went on and on and I was thinking children are going to waken up. They didn't. Sure you didn't? Um, it got louder and louder. I even put a pillow over my face. I thought, I can't wake the children with this. Um, and David began to pray, and I could hear him saying, Jesus, Jesus. But all of a sudden, I just had this supernatural experience, and it was, it was the Father's embrace. And I found myself just saying, Father, 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 Father father and what I've been trying to do is make sense of that morning what happened father father and then a deep sense of peace came and I, I believe it was the spirit within me crying out Abba father father and since that I've been so aware of my father his acceptance his comfort his embrace and I've just had a little bit of a shift in focus and a reminder that's who I am when it's all stripped away. I'm just his child. I'm his child. First and foremost, Linda Spence, child of God. Child of God. And I've got a father and he's a good father. And that spirit inside me cries out, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. And as I've been trying to make sense of it, I, I heard of another, another ma young man who had the same experience within the last couple of weeks. He woke up crying. He felt the father come to him and embrace him. And he said he felt that orphan spirit being taken away. Now, I had goosebumps um, reading about his experience because I was like, that's exactly what happened to me. It's like the father's just going around and he's just giving comfort to his children because that's who he is. And that's who we are, his children, just his children. And John 17, verse 25, it's Jesus and he's praying for 
all believers. He's praying for believers then, but he's praying also for us because it says in 20, verse 20 of John 17, I pray also for those who will believe in me. That's us. Jesus is praying for us. And down in verse 25, it says, Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them. Jesus makes the Father known to the children. And I will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for them may be in them and that I myself may be in them. Jesus makes the Father known to us, to his children, and will continue to make him known. And I believe that's what he was doing. He was continuing to make the Father known to me so that the love of the Father would be in me. And he does that. He, he gives us a clearer vision of our Father. And says in John chapter 14, so special, John chapter 14, verse 18, talks about, it's Jesus promising the Holy Spirit. He's talking about the coming Holy Spirit. And Jesus is, is about to go away, but he says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. The Holy Spirit is that seal of fatherhood, that, that we're, no longer, we're no longer orphans, that we have a father. We have a father. And J.I. Packer, uh, I've been so blessed by his chapter on sonship. And... J.I. Packer says, what is a Christian? The, answer, the, the question can be answered in many ways, but the richest answer I know, and I've come to believe this and say this now, the richest answer I know is that a Christian is one who has God as father. A Christian is one that has God as father. Now, you know the saying about all God's creatures, you know, all, all, anim, all the animals, even the wasps and the flies, they're all God's creatures. Rich doesn't like any of them to be harmed. Um, and we're all God's creation. We're all God's creatures. But are we all God's children? Are all people God's children? Not everyone is a child of God. Not everyone is a child of God. You know, in uh, one of the rare films that I've seen, The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, we have um, Lucy and what are the kids called? Susan. L Lucy and Susan and Peter and Edmund. Peter and, Edmund. and they're walking through and the, Mr. Tumnus calls them. Um, he says, are you, are you a son of Adam? Are you a daughter of Eve? And it's like, you know, that is something special to be a son of Adam. To be a daughter of Eve is special, but there's something more than that. But it's not a natural status, it's supernatural. And John chapter 1, Verse 12, it says, To all who did receive him, 
Jesus, to those who received Jesus, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or husband's will, but born of God. So this is different. This is different. And it's to those who did receive Jesus and believe in his name. That's what a child of God is. So not everyone is a child of God. Not every human is a child of God. It's not a natural status. It comes through supernatural birth. Galatians 4. If you wouldn't mind going over to Galatians. Galatians 4, verse 4. But when the set time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba, Father. So you're no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you're his child, God has made you an heir. Children are heirs. And my prayer for us as a body of believers is that we would come away from this slave mindset to the mindset of sons, of children. Come away from an orphan spirit to a spirit of sonship, to realizing who we are as children of God that we can cry out, Abba, Father. And Romans, it says, it says, by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Do we realize who we are? Do we realize who we are? And I've seen that positionally we can be a child of God, but experientially you can still be a slave. <laughs> And that slave speaks of, of religion, of having to please, of having to do it all. But we, it was for freedom that, that God has set us free, for freedom. And the opposite of that is slavery. So positionally we can be a child of God but experientially still an orphan or a slave mm -hmm. it's like we need a mind shift <laughs> a mindset shift mm -hmm. I was talking to a, a bunch of young people this week about mindset mindset is so so powerful because your mind is like the the out of everything flows um, from our thoughts and our beliefs our, our come our behaviors um, and our feelings um, so the mindset is really really important and if we can just tweak our mindset it can be very very powerful similarly if we're stuck in a wrong mindset it's like a cage it can be like a cage and I think some of us we we are like a bird sitting in a cage but the doors the door of the cage is open, but we choose to still have that slave mindset. And we don't realize that we're, we're children. We're children. 
And what does that mean? And let's live. Let's live like children. Often, um, you know, I think it's just like there's a mental block. Um, you know, why don't, why don't we see the, the enormity of who we are, that we are children of God? And I said, I was saying to Samuel this morning, he was sitting in the snug. Um, Samuel, I'm speaking this morning about being a son. And he said to me, what's being a son? Being a son, <laughs> as if it was a thing. It's like there's a mental block there. And I think maybe there's something to be said in us as well. We, we have a mental block. Do we realize what it means to be, be a son, to be a child? And often I, I meet people obviously in the counselling room and I hear a story of pain and I know these people are, I know this person before me as a Christian. I hear a story of pain, um, of all the stuff that's going on in their life and then I, I, I say to them, so are you a Christian? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, as, if, as if our father isn't interested in our story of pain, as if he's not a massive part of it, as if he's not interested. It's like there's a mental block. Maybe we think he's too busy or our stuff is not uh, significant. Maybe we're just irrelevant. Maybe he's distracted, he's too busy taking care of the world. But no, he's interested in our pain. He's interested in our pain and he comes to us. He's our father and that spirit in us can cry out, Abba, Father. And maybe we feel that we've let him down once too often. You know, the enemy wants us to have an identity crisis. Remember how he came to Jesus in the wilderness just after Jesus was baptized. The father had said to him, this is my beloved son. This is who he is. He's my son. And then the enemy comes in the wilderness. If you're the son of God, <laughs> hiss. You can almost hear him hissing. If you're the son of God. And that's what he wants to hiss to us. To doubt your sonship. To doubt who you are as children. You're, you're, you're on your own. Just an orphan. You're on your own. Your father's too busy. He's too distant. It's not true. It's not true. Your father loves you and he's a good, good father. He's a good father and he's a very present father and he's a faithful father and he has a love that we can rely on. He won't let us down. And maybe we need to pray, John 17, that Jesus would make the father known to us to remove that mental block. Lord Jesus, just make the Father known to us. Help us to see our Father. Help us to see who we are as children. You know, there's a person who I've been thinking of in the last few days, a person that I know who stands out to me as one who knows her Father so confidently and the way she, the way she talks about her Father and the way she prays to her Father, it just, you're standing on holy ground. It's so beautiful. And that's a woman actually who was abused by her father and her grandfather. So, you know, maybe, maybe wounds do need to be healed. Maybe wrong concepts of father need to be just healed. But, that does, but even if you have those woundings, that doesn't mean that, that you can't know your God as father. In fact, 
in fact, what I've seen in her is that he's all the more special. Mm. He's everything that her real father wasn't. He's, he's all the more special to her and she loves her father. Mm. I was thinking as well about, about Bill Wilson, who was, who was orphaned and abandoned by his, by his mum and how special his father is to him. Pastor McConnell as well, who, who was an orphan at a young age, and his father uh, was, is just, he has such a revelation of his heavenly father. So just pray for that revelation of, of God as father and for a breaking of a mindset and coming out of that cage. Sometimes the cage um, of a slave mindset or an orphan mindset um, we're, we're so used to it that we don't know um, it's holding us back but a mindset affects how you think how you feel and how you behave so it's extremely important the enemy wants us in a cage he wants you in that slave mindset but you're a child so come out of that cage and you're not an orphan and the world needs to see what our father is like. The world needs to see what our father is like. So we as the church need to show what that loving father is like. And it's also about the inheritance. You know, there's an inheritance at stake here. If we forsake our sonship, if we forsake our inheritance, as it says in Galatians 4, because your sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba, Father. You're no longer a slave, you're God's child. Since you're his child, God has made you also an heir. An heir, you have an inheritance. It's to do with the kingdom. I'm gonna read um, an article that John, or that J.I. Packer wrote, which is quite famous. And he wrote it many years ago. It says, if you want to judge how well a person understands Christianity, find out how much he makes of the thought of being God's child and having God as his father. If this is not the thought that prompts and controls his worship and prayers and his whole outlook on life, it means that he doesn't understand Christianity very well at all. For everything that Christ taught, everything that makes the New Testament new, and better than the old, everything that is distinctively Christian as opposed to merely Jewish is summed up in the knowledge of the fatherhood of God. Father is the Christian name for God. You have a father and you're just a child of God. I'm going to just make some comparisons of the slave mindset or the orphan mindset and the sonship mind, mindset and I just pray that some light bulbs might go on and um, for a shift in mindset the first thing is realizing that we're that we're in the cage so we talk about attachment theory and attachment when it comes to uh, relationships and father-child relationships father-parent relationships, but it's very relevant here because a, sli a slave mindset or an orphan mindset is an insecure attachment, an insecure attachment. 
he loves me, he loves me not. It's dependent on me, it's performance related. The relationship is up and down because often I'm up and down and there's a sense of not really belonging, of, of being on the outside. It's insecure, it's insecure, but a son and a child of God, there's a security there. There's a security there. We've got a father who loves us and we can rely on his love and it's about what he's done. It's not about, it's not up to us. It's not performance based. It's about love. It's about relationship. It's about connection. And nothing can separate us from that love. Nothing can separate us from that love. Romans 8. If you can, find Romans 8. God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It's God who justifies. It's him, he's done it. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No. Verse 37, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I'm convinced neither death nor life, angels or demons, neither the present or the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. He just loves you. He just loves us. He's our Father. He just loves us and we're his children. Wow. Wow. Nothing can... Nothing can take away that. Nothing can take that away. You're secure in him. If you're his child, you are secure in him. And it's not up to you. It's not up to you. It's up to what he has done. You're just his child. And he just loves us. He loves us. And he wants us to, he wants us to know. And he wants us to be secure in that love and not to be constantly thinking he loves me he loves me not mm. putting pressure on ourselves he wants us to just enjoy mm. being his children mm. just enjoy it to come out of the cage that we're in mm. and just enjoy him mm. and in that security is a real sense of belonging belonging not intruding a belonging you can use your gifts. He wants you to use your gifts that he's given to you. You're not an imposter. You belong. You belong. And another thing about being a son is that you can, you can when you fall, you can keep getting up and keep getting up and keep going and keep going and he still loves you. And also you don't have to compare yourself to others. 
a slave and an orphan mindset compares and is insecure and compares to others, compares to others' gifts and never feels good enough. But a son can get to the stage where it's okay just to be you. It's okay just to be you. Can you say that of you? You know, it's okay just to be me. And you're just loved for who you are. You know, my children are all so different and so unique. And I just love them each for who they are. It's okay to be you. It's okay to be you. And as well, another thing about being a son. And I say son, it's it's for us ladies as well. But the son would have been the one getting the inheritance. So it's okay for us to call ourselves son. He calls us son. He calls us son. But maybe we need to raise our expectations and and who our father is. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He's generous and he's good and he's all sufficient. And he multiplies as well. And he knows what we need. He knows what's good for us. And he hears us. And Luke eleven thirteen, it says about what a good father he is. And it says, how much more will the, the father, our father, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? If we ask him, he will give and he will give and he will give more and more and more of the Holy Spirit. He's a good father. He's a good father. Another thing about being a son or a child of God is that you see creation differently. Mm-hmm. This past few weeks, I've been seeing beauty and creation and seeing my father's hands, seeing his handiwork, how he does things well, how he makes beauty. You know, how he, Jude and I were talking a few weeks ago about the fish down at the bottom of the ocean where not an eye will see, but he, he created beauty at the bottom of the ocean. And he does all things well and, and beautifully. And another thing about a son is that a son knows that there's there's more there's more to, to to there's more to him than what he's going through. There's more to you than what you're going through. You're his child. You're his child. You might be going through a lot of stuff, but you're his child. You're you're not your suffering. You're God's child. You might be going through suffering. You might be you may have an addiction. You're not that addiction. That's not your identity. Your identity is a child of God. You're a child. And we know, again, Romans 8, that all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So we can trust our Father even in the midst of suffering. We know he is good. And no matter what happens, he can be trusted. No matter what happens, he is good. And as his children, as his sons, we can cry out, Abba, Father, we trust you, no matter what, no matter what. You know, I've seen many times, and it's sad, I've seen orphan eyes in Christians. Orphan eyes. There's a story, but there's no mention or thought of a father. As if what they're going through and their suffering is separate from the Father. But what Psalm 34, what Daniel read out, is just so special because our Father does see our distress. And again, that comes down to that experience that I had that Monday morning where I started off. 
As my father saw my distress, he sees our distress and he cares. As a parent, there is nothing like hearing that cry of distress of our children. It can make you move very, very fast, I'll tell you. And you just know the difference in a cry of distress and a, a, a different kind of a cry or a shout. That cry of distress gets a parent's attention. And God hears the distress and the cry of his children. And it hurts his heart. It hurts his heart. I remember Pastor Erwin Ray, who's, who was a friend of ours over the years. Uh, and I believe Erwin again lost his father whenever he was young. But he, uh, he had received hate mail for some reason. And he had this letter and he went in to his room where he spends time on his own with God. And he just set the letter out and he said, Father, look. He said, Daddy, look at that letter. And the peace of God came and the love of God came to him. He showed it to his father. Father cares. He cares about what you're going through. He cares about what hurts your heart. Psalm 34, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. His ears are attentive to his cry. His ears are attentive to his cry. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. Truth, he saves those who are crushed in spirit. He's so close to the brokenhearted. He has seen your tears. He has seen your distress. Maybe no one else has seen. You've hidden it quite well, but he has seen it in your secret place, in the bathroom or in your bedroom, under your duvet. He has seen those tears and he knows. He knows, he hears, and he knows about the distress of his children. And he cares and he's a loving father and a, a faithful father and he's not a distant father. He's not, he's not a distant father. He's right there. And because of that truth, that can help us to keep tender-hearted, to keep loving, not to be afraid of loving, not to be scared or suspicious of people, but just to keep loving. He has our backs. He has our backs. He's our Father, and we're safe with him. And I just want to go to, to Luke chapter 12. From verse 22, it's all about not worthy, not worrying. Not worrying. Jesus is saying, don't worry about your life, what you will eat, your body, what you'll wear. Your life is about more than food, your body more than clothes. Consider the ravens, they don't sow or reap. Yet God feeds them. How much more valuable are you than birds? Then it says about the wild flowers, they don't labor or spin. Not even Solomon in his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, how much more will he clothe you? Then it goes on and it says, your father knows. <laughs> your father knows what you need. Your father knows what you need. Seek first his kingdom and these things will be given you as well. 
And then here's the verse that's been rattling around in my head. Especially yesterday and today. And Friday, Friday and Saturday. It says, do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. There's something about the fatherhood and the care and the love and just being a child and being cared for. And there's something about kingdom. There's something about kingdom. It's to do with our inheritance, isn't it? Because we're heirs. We're heirs. There's an inheritance and it's to do with kingdom. And maybe if we're to see God's kingdom break in in our midst, we need to know that we are his children and that he's our father. We need to know that he's a good father and we need to show that he's a good father by the way that we live, by our mindset. Because if we know we have a good father, it changes everything. It changes everything. It makes a difference when your house is broken into. <laughs> when you know you have a good father, you know. Because I could see all over Jackie was the care of her father and the security. You know, and that speaks volumes. It speaks volumes. So we need to know if we're to show the kingdom. We need to know that we are children and that we have a good father. And just on over to Luke 15. Parable of the prodigal son. As some people say, it's not about a prodigal son, it's about a father. The thing about this prodigal son, he went away off and he went away from his father and um, when he realized and he decided he was, he came to his senses, it says in verse 17, it says he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I'll set out and I'll go back to my father and I'll say to him, father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. I'll just be a slave. I'll just be a slave. Of course, he thought he had blown it. Setting aside his sonship. And I'll just be a slave. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But look at the father. Look at the father. While he was still a long way off, his father saw him. His father was waiting for him. <laughs> look at the father heart of God. He wants us to come to him. Don't set aside your sonship. To come to him and realize that you're his child. And the father was filled with compassion. And that's our father. He is a God of compassion. He's a father who is full of compassion and love for his children. 
that father was filled with compassion for him, even though he'd messed up. And he ran to his son. He ran to his son and he threw his arms around him. The father's embrace. The father's embrace. He threw his arms around him and he kissed him. And the father said to his servants, quick, get the robe, put it on him. He's still my son. He's still my son. Get that robe, get the ring. Because it's about kingdom, it's about authority. And you're his children. We are his children, we're his sons. So we have authority. We have authority. Have you been living like a slave or like an orphan? Are you sitting in a cage this morning? Or are you afraid to, that you've, done, you've blown it once too often? <coughs> that father is waiting. He's waiting to welcome you as his son. And you can, you can experience the father's embrace and the father's love. And he cares and he loves. And he just wants you to come. He wants you to come. And just, just as we finish, um, I'm going to read Psalm 34. Actually, Daniel, would you mind come up and read it for me? Because just the way that it was put was very powerful. Just the verse they picked out? Or yeah. And then... I bless God every chance I get. My lungs expand with his praise. I live and breathe God. If things aren't going well, hear this and be happy. Join me in spreading the news together. Let's get the word out. God met me more than halfway. He freed me from my anxious fears. Look at him. Give him your warmest smile. Never hide your feelings from him. When I was desperate, I called out. And God got me out of a tight spot. God's angels sets up a circle of protection around us while we pray. Open your mouth and taste Open your eyes and see how good God is. Blessed are you who run to him. Worship God if you want the best. Worship open doors to all his goodness. Young lions in the prowl get hungry, but God's secrets are full of God. Come, children, listen closely. I'll give you a lesson in God worship. Who out there has a lust for life? Can't wait each day to come upon beauty. Guard your tongue from profanity and no more lying through your teeth. Turn your back on sin. Do something good. Embrace peace. Don't let it get away. God keeps an eye on his friends. His ears pick up every moan and groan. God won't put up with rebels. He'll call them from the pack. Is anyone crying for help? God is listening. Ready to rescue you. If your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. If you're kicked in the gut, he'll help you catch your breath. Is anyone crying out for help this morning? 
God is listening and your Father does hear you. And if your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. Just run to him this morning. Just thank you, Father, for who you are. Thank you that you're a good father, that you're a faithful father. How great is the love that you have lavished upon us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. Amazing love. Just thank you, Father, for your heart, for who you are, for your kindness and your faithfulness and your gentleness, Lord. Lord, for how you never let us down, God, for how you care for us, for how you've got our backs, Lord. Lord, you know everything, Lord, that we've been through, God, and that we're going through, Lord, and you're there and you care, Father. You're so good and you can be trusted, Lord. You can be trusted, Lord, no matter what. And we just love you this morning, Lord. Just reveal more, to, more, Lord. Jesus, reveal more about what the Father's like. Show us more. Show us more of this Father. Lord, refocus our eyes, Lord. Help us. Help us to look and to see. Give us eyes to see what our Father is like. 